Hello, I'm Kyle Land. This is my first podcast as editor-in-chief of The Daily Lobo. I just want to start by saying I'm really excited for the future of The Lobo and can't wait to host more podcasts. Elizabeth has left me with an amazing newsroom, and I can't wait to see what we accomplish. For today's podcast, we are going to kick it off with a story about the University of New Mexico's School of Medicine Dermatology Department with news reporter Danielle Prokop. Here's Danielle. Thanks, Kyle. In the ninth sunniest state, the future is looking bright for the dermatology program at UNM's medical school. The dermatology resident program was reaccredited last month by the Accreditation Council for the Graduate Medical Education. The program's accreditation means medical school graduates pursuing dermatology can now train in New Mexico. In 2016, the department had one full-time professor on staff, Dr. Amy Schmidt, who now chairs the Department of Dermatology. Schmidt was tasked with rebuilding and winning back accreditation. Schmidt says the department is conducting interviews for two open slots for the 2018 school year starting in July. 2019 will be open to additional two students, and the following year, the department will be at capacity, teaching six students. This was the first year the program could apply for the status since 2016. Smith says in 2016, the three-year dermatology program lost accreditation due to three faculty departures. The key faculty losses led to issues of inadequate supervision of residents. Smith estimates around 50 dermatologists work in the state, and most are based in Albuquerque. She says many patients have to travel for hours to receive adequate care. Smith says New Mexico lost any prospective medical school graduates and current residents who wanted to train in dermatology when they lost accreditation in 2016. She said, quote, we actually had to transfer the six residents who wanted to train here or would have completed their training here to institutions outside of our state, end quote. Residency training is an option for students after medical school and one-year internships. These programs allow physicians to train in a chosen specialty. Through residency training, physicians become eligible for specialty board certifications. Board certification means a doctor has expertise in their specialty and can provide better care. Smith says the focus is now on the incoming crop of residents. She said, quote, the next part is developing and growing a new training program that's very different from what we had here before, end quote. By August, Smith will have a seven-member team that, quote, represents the entire breadth of expertise in dermatology, end quote. Smith says everything from common dermatology to complex medical dermatology will be covered. Thank you, Danielle. And now we have the sports recap with Alani Rael. Thanks, Kyle. The women's basketball team welcomed UTEP transfer Najla Howell this week. Matthew Narvaez reports Howell was a consistent starter and the second highest scorer while playing for the minors, averaging 11.9 points per game. Head coach for the Lobos, Mike Bradbury, said he is excited to have Howell on the team and said, quote, she will surprise a lot of people with how good of a rebounder she will be for us. We're excited that Naj has chosen the Lobos, end quote. On Tuesday, the Lobo baseball team faced off against New Mexico State for the second time this season. Matthew Narvaez reports the Lobos lost against the Aggies 13-2. The Lobos attempted to end their losing streak by starting with nine freshmen, but they couldn't pull it off. Tuesday's loss left the team's record 15-28-1. In a two-game series, Cameron Goldner reported that the UNM softball team could not avoid a sweep by San Jose State, losing 2-1 in the first game and 3-1 in the second. The Lobos hold a 12-35 record. Starting tomorrow, the team will take on San Diego State at home for a weekend series. Thanks, Alani. Now we're going to get into something a little different. Today we publish a special photo issue, and here with us is photo editor Colton Newman to discuss a few stories. Hey, Colton. Hey, Kyle. You did your photo story on fracking around Chaco Canyon. What was your motivation in doing that? It started when I was coming back from Durango, and I saw Welcome to Chaco Canyon sign. And right behind that sign were these two huge gas flares from new fracking sites. 
After seeing that, I did some research and found that there are currently more than 400 drilling sites within the greater Chaco Canyon area. I decided that I want to document this and in the process learned that many people who live in the area and have connections with the Chaco Canyon site fear that their history may be damaged and due to fracking and drilling, their land and water may be contaminated. Out of all the photos you took, which one was your favorite? There was one photo that stood out to me the most. It was a bright yellow sign that said, violence against land is violence against us. It was very prominent on the road and I could tell that heads were turning whenever cars drove by. I really enjoyed that photo of a Native American mural on the side of a gas station. I really uh, was fascinated by the duality of that picture. What was going through your mind when you took that photo? On the way back from Chaco Canyon, I was driving and it really caught my eye that there was a gas station with a giant Native American mural on the side of it. And I was fascinated by the sign diesel above it because just recently I had taken photos of fracking that was encroaching on their public land. What are some of the other projects photographers put together? Sarah Groth went behind the scenes of dance, Morgan Ledden did a project called Facing Diversity, and Autumn Scott's piece was on leaving memories behind. I'm here with two photographers, Madison Spreto and Daniel Prokop, who are here to talk about their own photo stories. First up, we have Madison. Hey Colton. So your project was called Behind the Signs and featured panhandlers in Albuquerque. What made you choose that? Well, so I'm out of state and from Virginia, and there's not a big homeless population there, so when I first came to New Mexico, it was a very eye-opening experience. A few months ago, the city passed an ordinance that prohibits panhandling or drivers interacting with panhandlers. And that was really upsetting to me because chances are if someone's panhandling, it's not because they want to. So I really just wanted to get out there and try to tell their story. It's a tough topic. How do you go about it? Truthfully, I've only been a photographer for the Lobo since late January. So it's definitely a whole new experience for me. But basically, I just put together some food bags, and I sat with them for a while to hear their stories. And then I would ask if they didn't mind getting photographed. Understandably, some people declined, but still they told me their story, which was really cool. And those who did agree told me that they were glad to help in any way to raise awareness and tell their story as well. Anything in the works for future projects? I don't want to promise anything, but I'm definitely interested in continuing to tell people's stories the best that I can. So we'll see what happens. Thank you, Madison. Danielle. Your photo story explored behind the scenes at the Santa Fe, New Mexican printing press, where the Daily Lobo is printed. What did you find? I'm a fairly new photographer at the Lobo, but I've always wanted to see the print shop, so I headed up to Santa Fe to check it out. As a reporter, I'm used to writing the news, but getting to see it laid out on the page? That was awesome. People say print is dying, but it seemed well and alive in Santa Fe, where they print papers from all across the state. What was the best part? So the best part of doing this kind of story is how much I learned behind the scenes, like the ink being made out of soy or the printing press being 14 years old. Overall, it was a really awesome experience. Thanks, Danielle. Go to dailylobo.com to check out these and other photo stories from our special issue. For my first special issue, I can say that I'm very proud of everyone involved in the process, including photographers, editors, and designers. That wraps up this week's recap. I would like to give a special thank you to Alani Rial, Colton Newman, Madison Sprato, and Danielle Prokop for joining me today. And as always, huge thanks to Cumulus Media for letting us use their studio to tell our stories. Tune in next week for more.